Are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Matt Lauer can suck it. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager, Harvey Weinstein, a liberal lion, defender of women's rights, and serial molester, harasser, sexual assaulter. Yeah, if you don't know that story, that's a good one. With honorable mention going to the... Anti-abortion rights congressman who had his side piece of Heine he, uh, urged her to get an abortion. Guy from Ohio, I believe, or one of your godforsaken Midwestern states. So the most powerful person in Hollywood was more Trump than Trump was being accused of being. Correct, and everyone knew it. Or at something. least a lot of people knew it, but they weren't saying anything as long as the dollars kept flowing. <laughs> it's quite a disgusting story. Also, wow, New York Times with a lengthy piece about crazy, evil, son-of-a-bitch dudes' gambling habits, which is really interesting. Mm. Wow. He was, he was, he was probably the, the, the nth degree of what can happen to you if you're a gambling addict. Marshall, I want you to listen carefully to that story. I will do um, that, yes. You know what we're going to do today for four hours? Uh, study the world! Study the world! All righty. All right. All right. Study it. Study the world. Yeah, study the world. <laughs> so if anybody left a machine they'd been at a long time, immediately would take their seat, even if they're, like, getting up to go to the bathroom or... Something like that. And he made a lot of people mad in your high roller uh, video poker rooms. He would also stare at people if he thought a machine was, uh, he wanted to play in a machine. He'd just stare at people with a blank look until they'd get uncomfortable and leave. Wow. And then he might sit there for six hours. Wow. A uh, great combination of irrationality and aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Uh, anyway. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michael Andrew. How are this morning, Mike? I'm pretty good. I uh, was kind of running late, and so I pull up, and I you know, quickly park, and then I'm, I'm kind of crooked just a little bit, and so I get out. Then I realize I'm parked next to Joe. Uh-oh. And so I knew what a parking Nazi he was, so I put my stuff down. I said, I can't leave the car looking like this. 
So I, you know, backed her up and got a perfectly straight measure, you know, measured with a yardstick to make sure I was a, exactly exactly four inches on each side. It's now perfect, Joe. Exactly. The car is perfect. Good. So I'm a force for good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you actually got in my head. You really did. Do you leave notes on people's cars? You park. Your parking sucks. That all, sort of thing. All the time. I have a variety of them pre-printed. And of course. <laughs> and I sign them and leave them. We all know you carry a carton of eggs around. <laughs> That's right. And a variety of keys in my pocket. <laughs> wow. For the truly egregious. Wow. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Very comfortable today. I decided to show up for no particular reason tied to the headlines whatsoever in a bathrobe. But the darndest thing, I couldn't find my belt, so I'm having a hard time keeping this closed. But anyways, I'm going to need somebody to give me a massage later. So, <laughs> yeah, no problem. That isn't, like, so uber weird it would freak anybody out. <sighs> See, a, oh, it opened again. That's a Harvey Weinstein <laughs> impersonation. And he would do that to, like, 20-year-olds. How old is he at this point? He's an old man. They do that to, like, some 20-year-old wants to be a starlet. Oh, sorry, my junk's hanging out. Can you give me a massage? How effing creepy is that? Over and over and over again. And people put up with that because you might become a star. He's currently 65. Or because you would give him heaps of money for their political campaigns, etc. This guy's out there for that whole uh, cat hat wearing women's march and everything. Super into that. Campaigning for Hillary and... It's a serial sexual assaulter. That is something. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, after uh, what you were saying, uh, Jack, here in the beginning of the show, I, I, I will confess, you remember at the beginning of the week, I bought a bunch of scratchers mm-hmm. to get through the week. It looked like it was going to be a very tough week, and I, I needed some uh, some comfort food, as it were. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I did, not have, compulsion. I did not have any luck. Until yesterday, on the last batch, I scored. Got winners, so if you like, gentlemen, I will bring home the Friday bacon. Yes! Yes! Sharing the wealth! Yes! And you won because of this new method of yours, where you uh, spread them out over the week? Indeed. Instead of scratching them all at once? Indeed, and use a different quarter each day. How could you go wrong with that method? Exactly. Well, fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday. Rocktober the 6th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. <laughs> well, let's rock then, man. Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Archaeologists believe they have found the tomb of St. Nicholas beneath an ancient church in Turkey. St. Nicholas, of course, is the basis for the legend of Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, and they think they found him, which means, you know, now when my son asks me if Santa is real, I can confidently say yes! He is dead, though. Yeah, I didn't go with that story, my kids. They found Santa Claus's bones. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Spoiler alert or something. What are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump takes aim at Iran along with a foreboding message. Welcome to California, the nation's first sanctuary state. And as you've mentioned, a Hollywood heavyweight on the ropes after a report detailing decades of sexual harassment. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. And what it is is reconfirmation that that is the sort of thing that is accepted in that culture. It's just the way it is. Women, Absolutely. children, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It has been forever. You don't dare say anything because you dream of being a star. Or you dream of your child being a star in oh. a particularly sick, you know, subcategory. Weird. Um, how's mailbag look? Well, it's, it's, it's good. It's nice. It's fine. It's yeah, solid. It's driving 
You know, it shows up every day. It does its job. It goes home. It doesn't create a big stir. It's workmanlike. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of good stuff. We got a lot of good stuff today. I, sometimes I say that and I'm lying, but not today. <laughs> All right. Today it's actually going to be a good program. Stay tuned to uh, Clips of the Week next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you heard Joe Biden's Putin story that he told yesterday? That's a good one. Play that for you a little bit later. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, I can't believe they found Santa Claus's bones. Boy, don't let your children listen to this. Both, both my kids, I get up this morning, like 4.30-ish. Both my kids are up. Oh, what the hell are you doing up? Wow. Oh. Circadian rhythms or something. They're off. You're you're a kid and you just you don't want to sleep. You're an adult and all you can think is, I man, I wish I could sleep. I know. I often say to my kids, don't you want to take a nap? <laughs> no. I do. You really don't? Wouldn't that be great? We could just go to sleep right now. Trust no. me. Take a nap. <laughs> you're better off unconscious. <laughs> uh, uh, and that changes at what age do you think? We've talked about this before. <sighs> at some age, you go from... You'll do anything to avoid taking a nap. You'll fight. You'll throw things. You'll punch the people you love the most to avoid taking a nap. Right. And then at a certain point, you'd do anything to take a nap for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> at uh, Mary's age, age, 13 to 16, I would say. <laughs> but that's something that, that it changes that dramatically. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two. You ca- careful in there, Michael. Almost got you. Settle down. <laughs> right now, it's time to take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. But we are comfortable that the primary aggressor in this event is um, has expired or passed away and uh, is no longer a threat. Hey, how in the world? Y'all been, y'all stalking me. <laughs> Go tell Melania to put on her flood heels. This is huge. They can make us say anything now, really anything. We've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. In late July, um, Tillerson was overheard afterwards talking with cabinet members and White House officials and referred to the president as a moron. Now, I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack. You can't trust politicians with politics. It's too important. And when you say that, gun owners know that you're speaking from ignorance. So I think the most important way of outreach is to speak from experience. And if you don't have that, reach out to people with curiosity and let them instruct you and then return to them with the policies you're interested in. I don't like songs about dancing. I think it's cheating. So the whole bump stocks thing, they asked Nancy Pelosi, is this a slippery slope on guns? She said, I certainly hope so, Mm. which I don't think did any good for anybody. You know, well, yeah, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, there's this great exchange. Well, what's the name name of the gal? Another uh, Congress lady from California, Sanchez, I think her name is. Uh, She said uh, earlier in the morning, we really need a change in leadership. We got to go with the youth movement. We got to have new people. And uh, 
And the, the outrage, the horror, the anger that that provoked was amazing. But it was hilarious. And I should have asked for the tape, but um, it, it was said by Democrats that this was wildly inappropriate and completely out of line. But it is a conversation we should have. To have people less than 80? But they said both of those things. What? 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 Only a politician could say that. Have somebody on the south end of 75 in the leadership. Anybody. And have you seen all the videos or articles that are out there about how you can turn so many different things into a bump stock? It's it's more of an idea than a product. That's why it's only $49. Oh, interesting. And, and you can make all kinds of different things into a bump stock. You can you can outlaw people making them. And and uh, I heard one congressman said, it's important we send a message to the American people that we care. Well, that's about all you're going to be doing. Yeah, that's exactly what you'll be doing. Yeah. You know, go down to your local card shop and pick up a nice card and says, we care. Mm-hmm. And send it to me. Mailbag. Hey, 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 hey. I'm assuming Sean's cat is named Taco, writes Reverend Bob. That is correct. Taco cat, Sean's cat. <laughs> Sean, you see, is a tea drinker. If you're a tea drinker, you're probably a cat owner. See a cat right. named Taco. I got a Correct the record once again. I don't actually own a cat. But, but the, uh, you got to admit the Venn you're diagram. It's, you're its daddy. You don't own it. I'm your cat's papa. The Venn diagram for tea drinkers and cats has got to be practically a solid circle. <laughs> practically, <laughs> but not exclusively. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sean, Sean, Sean. The daily podcasts are uploaded, ordered back to front, so you just can't hit play and let them run in chronological order. You said that's a, that's only true for people with a certain system or something like that? It, no matter which order I put the podcasts in, they're in reverse order for about half the people. Okay, so, so. that's the situation, guys. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I actually, I, I, I can show you screenshots of people saying, thank you for putting them in order, followed exactly by somebody tweeting me, hey, yeah. what the F, man? I've actually seen those. Yeah, I right. saw those over the weekend. Uh, and let me quote uh, our esteemed president. This is just the calm before the storm with the podcasts. There are big changes coming. What's the, what does that good, mean? Good changes coming. Calm before the storm. All right, I can tell you that. I can tell you. Believe me. Uh, thanks. And what about the Putin call? <laughs> right. Uh, Lyndon. Oh, that's funny. What about the Putin call? Let's see. We have so much here. So much. Uh, how about this one? Um, eh, not that one so much. Oh, here's a sign of the times. I'm listening to your conversation with Mike Lyons, writes uh, Karen, longtime friend Armstrong and Getty, and a very, very smart lady. I've been watching the Vietnam documentary as well. I'm up to episode nine. It's been an amazing history lesson. Sadly, my takeaway is that politicians are even more lying liars than I thought. It's hard to come away from it and not be really cynical. I mean, it really is, especially since you hear four different presidents from two different parties. Um, You know, out in front of, we're going to win this thing, and behind closed doors saying we can't win. We can't possibly win, and feeding more young men into the meat grinder. So when I hear that we've got ISIS on the ropes, which Mike Lyons said on the show just now, I wonder if that's true. Not that Mike would lie, but is he getting misinformation out of the middle military leaders? How are we supposed to know? It's not just presidents who lied to the public during Vietnam. Military leaders lied. In November 2012, Obama said the war in Afghanistan is coming to a close. Al-Qaeda is on the path to defeat. Osama bin Laden is dead. May 2013. Today, the al 
the core of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan and Pakistan is on the path to defeat. Must be a long path. And Trump, who I genuinely thought would not escalate in Afghanistan, committed more troops. They all lie. Well, uh, uh, Barack Obama... Whether he was lying or not, I don't know. He was lying. But the the information that al-Qaeda was uh, decimated on the run was absolutely not true. Well, he knew it at the time, so what do you call that? I mean, Are seriously. Are you certain ah! he wasn't being lied to by people beneath him because he, it was the old, the boss wants us to hear this thing? Mm, they, my they recollection the, at the time is intelligence people were saying this is absolutely not what we were reporting. It could be. I don't know. But um, it's regardless, it was not the case. The truth was not that Al-Qaeda was on the run. Al-Qaeda was actually, it was actually the opposite. They were stronger. They are stronger today than they have ever been. That is. Which is pretty amazing when the government was telling us that they're uh, practically gone. And then the whole ISIS is a JV team, and then they took over, you know, a giant chunk of the Middle East. I mean, it's just. Causing hundreds, tens of thousands of deaths. Unbelievable. Uh, Janae, yes, Florida has the right to deny O.J. from moving there. He'll be on parole for five years and is required to check in with his parole office in Nevada. Florida has the choice not to take him on. That's interesting. And uh, who can blame them? Florida has enough problems. As America's infected appendix, uh, Florida has the right not to take on any more parasites or, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, bacteria. I don't think O.J.'s much of a threat as long as you don't date him. Oh, boy. Uh, what oh. if you take his memorabilia? Or, or don't take his sports memorabilia. Right. Ain't he nobody does, leaving this room. He doesn't like it when you do that. Yeah, yeah. They So he's moving um, moving to a, a, a buddy's house, 5,000-square-foot house, gated community in Florida on a golf course. Well, we understand the guy's invited him in. Of course, he just came from a gated community. Hey! <laughs> I stole that. I stole that one. Stole it. But I delivered it well. You know what? If you're going to steal somebody's joke, at least do it the honor of delivering it properly. I just got a text. I can bump fire my rifle using my belt. I've seen those videos. Interesting. Shoestring, belt, lots of different things. I don't know how to do that. I'd like to learn. I've seen some talk about you can do it with your hand. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like I said, it's more a concept than a product. And I just, I'm not saying they need to come up with new things to ban. I'm just saying don't pretend you're doing something grand so that you can get the credit for having making sweeping changes. Right. Now, if we want to have an intelligent argument about, yes, we're n- no, we're not eliminating it, but we are making it more difficult. We're trying to make it more rare. We're trying to, you know, it's like sometimes I'll say to Judy, we'll be locking up the house or whatever, knowing that any determined burglar can get in anyway, but the point is, make them work a little harder, make it take a little longer, make them make a little more noise, and that just, it, it hedges your bets a little bit. You know, if we want to have that discussion in an intelligent way, fine, but it won't be. It'll be absolutely fictional dumb stuff yelled back and forth. Uh, moving, oh, you know, as long as we're on this terrible, terrible uh, topic, uh, Nigel wrote us a nice note um sending along a video that his friend took while uh, crouching under the bleachers at the concert in Las Vegas as the gunfire is going off. It is hard to watch. It is, I'm sure, incredibly chilling. But it illustrates the point that, that Nigel was trying to make in sending it to us. It's the conversation. It's the shouted conversation between the, tr- the people trying to figure out what to do. And how 
everybody was so incredibly agitated, as you can understand, and didn't know where to go or what to do. Do we stay? Do we run? There was misinformation going on. He says, the friend says, people started saying that there are armed men walking down the street, killing everyone in sight, and that we've got to run for our lives. And and the confusion of the thing was the most, was well, it was the second most chilling part, the... Uh, and the most chilling part was the uh, the immediacy and the noise of the gunfire and uh, the people who didn't get up. Yeah, that, it's that, terrible. That's why in this particular uh, thing, the what would you do would have been very difficult because right, right, go oh, this yeah. way, go that way, stay down, get yeah. up. You yeah. know, it was incredibly uh, troubling. Michael, this is unprecedented, and we're already running just a little late. But I think we need some transition music because that was so damn heavy. We cannot go to the. Break. Ridiculously catchy and silly music. Uh, guys, Baby Monkey, Raining Tacos, Kippy, IIA, Mother Nature, they all have Perry Grip in common. He's the G-rated version of Weird Al. Really? He wrote uh, Baby Monkey, Raining Tacos, all those songs. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Has a whole collection of awesome videos on YouTube. Perfectly safe for kids and adults alike. I will check that out this weekend. K-R-S-T-H-C-I-N-A-R-C. Keep reminding Sean that his cat is not a real child. <laughs> I don't have a cat. That's M-M. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, your mic's off. <laughs> so Marshall's news and, uh, and the flow of the day. We like to get it. We like to ease into the day. You don't want to pull something. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a platter of old fruit in the lunchroom if you'd like old fruit that has been touched by a million hands for breakfast. Mm, what sort of old fruit? Sounds delicious. Grapes, melon, and whatnot. Uh, oh, already sliced? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and pawed upon by many, many hands. <laughs> With a fork still stuck in one of them, too. <laughs> Looks delicious. Fun thing about it radio... in their mouth and thought, nah, not so much. Put it back. <laughs> Fun thing about radio stations, that could be there for eight hours or eight weeks. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Exactly. And people will eat it. That's another fun thing about radio stations. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, President Trump says he's going to soon announce his decision on whether to ditch the Iran nuclear agreement. Before a briefing with top military officials, Trump said that Iran is still a bad actor in the Middle East and hasn't given up on its nuclear ambitions. They have not lived up to the spirit of their agreement. This uh, meeting came amid reports that he plans to decertify the agreement, giving Congress 60 days to act on that move. I've heard a lot of people say this is a horror if he does that. The Weekly Standards editorial board says Trump is right on Iran. We're going to talk to somebody from uh, that magazine coming up a little later. All right. Meanwhile, the president delivered a cryptic and rather foreboding message last night when he told reporters as he was posing for photos with his senior military leaders. You guys know what this represents? Well, maybe it's the cop. We have the world's greatest military people, I'll tell you that. Why are you talking like a character from The Godfather, Mr. President? When you go into that, it could be the calm before the storm. That's all I'm going to say. What is he talking about? 
Is he talking about North Korea Jail or Iran? Threats or? to attack North Korea or something? I or Iran, know. since that's the story around. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, when reporters asked Trump again what the storm he was referring to, he said they'll find out as the reporters were ushered out of the room. Wow, that is just not probably a good idea. <laughs> well, I don't know. As Maybe a, he's got a little rocket man shaking in his little boots. As of 2018, California becomes a sanctuary state. Yes. yes. Now, taxpaying citizens, you will be required to follow all of the laws of California, or you will be fined, your stuff taken from you, or you will be jailed. Now, citizens of Mexico and other foreign lands, the laws do not apply to you. Don't worry about them. Welcome. Governor Brown, in his signing message, wrote in enshrining these new protections, it's important to note what the bill does not do. This bill does not prevent or prohibit Immigration and Customs Enforcement or the Department of Homeland Security from doing their own work in any way. In other words, they can do their thing. We're just not going to help them. The co-author of the bill, Democratic Senator Kevin DeLeon, put it this way. From San Diego to Eureka, from the Nevada border to the Pacific Ocean, California's local law enforcement cannot be commandeered and used by the Trump administration to tear families apart, undermine our public safety, and wreck our economy. So the federal government cannot enforce federal law. That is correct. We will not help the federal government enforce the law. That's a hell of a statement from a state. So how long, Kevin, my ethnicity before my country, De Leon? Okay, it's virtue signaling, but how long before the Supreme Court takes us up? Don't they need to take it up, like, next week? Yes, please. I mean, this can't be one of those that it works its way through the courts and they talk about it in three years, is it? Surely you, not. You wouldn't think. Well, I, I suppose at some point somebody has to do something to trigger a lawsuit, which will probably take about a day. Movie mogul Harvey Weinstein has long held a larger-than-life role in Hollywood, but a lot of people are questioning whether his career is going to survive following detailed accusations of sexual harassment leveled by several women. A report published by the New York Times include accusations that Weinstein sexually harassed actresses, including Ashley Judd and Rose McGowan. One example, according to the paper, two decades ago, Weinstein invited Ashley Judd to the Beverly Hills Hotel for what the young actress expected to be a business breakfast meeting. What would their ages have been at the time? Can you figure that out, Sean, uh, so roughly? He's 65 now, so he would have been 45 years ago. at the time. Yeah. And, and then let me find out about She'd have been like 20-something. Yeah, she'd be in her uh, 20s. Anyway, instead, uh, instead of the breakfast meeting, uh, he had her sent up to his room uh, where he appeared in a bathrobe and asked if he could give her a massage or she wanted to watch him take a shower. How? Many, many women... Reporting similar incidents, said they were creeped out, they were devastated, they went home and wept, they didn't know what to do, their career was derailed, etc., etc., over and over and over again for years, an open secret. And how many hundred or thousand went along with these sorts of advances over the years and starred in some of your favorite movies? And everybody kept their mouths shut. People that went along with it, people who didn't go along with it, because he is so incredibly powerful. And I'd like to know how many of them, including Harvey Weinstein, made various comments about what an awful human being Trump is after the famous Billy Bush interview came out. Oh, repeatedly. Repeatedly. Marched in the cat hat wearing... uh... Uh, parade and made speeches right. and the rest of it and contributed to Hillary at the Obama White House 13 times. And listen, you're talking about actresses. 
And it was not just actresses with dreams of superstardom. Right. It was secretaries. It was assistants. It was everything, including the copier repair gal. She had a pair of breasts and a vagina. Harvey Weinstein was more than willing to harass and assault and, and molest people. Over and, and over again. The and, great champion of right. women's rights. I don't really know his act other than when you watch the Oscars, they talk about him like he's God. Right. Through the whole, he is through the whole uh, episode. Pretty amazing. Yes, Sean? Uh, I was just saying Ashley Judd was about 28 at the time. She's okay. 49 now. It doesn't make any happens, difference. Right. It just, it's more creepy when you get to be further apart in the ages. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's amazing nobody ever, you know, no dad, husband, whatever, never shows up and just beats these people up. Did you see his response? Amazing re- that doesn't happen more often. His response where he was announcing where he was stepping stepping down. Uh, he said, I grew up in a different culture, and blah, and that's such a... That's a such culture a, where you're allowed right. to show your wang to 20-year-olds? Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to his very ex- excuses and okay. rationalization okay. soon. Okay. Yeah, we'll let Marshall uh, finish up, and then maybe we'll get to that. I was just going to point out the papers also reporting that he has settled sexual harassment charges with at least eight women over the years, settlements of about $150,000 each. He's now taking a leave of absence from his company... On the way out, accusing the New York Times of rushing its story to publication because they have a vendetta against him. Yeah, so he takes responsibility for his actions. Complete responsibility. He points out, you know, he came up in the 60s and 70s where things were different. And, and oh yeah, I'm suing the New York Times for what they wrote, but I'm taking full responsibility. And, oh yeah, I'm going to take a leave of absence to fight the NRA. Yeah, who's... Yeah, who's with me? Who who's willing to forget? Fight uh, the NRA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a, a pathetic, ridiculous attempt to deflect attention, which a number of people are buying. He is still on our side. He is still a good man. Oh my my God! And then listen, as I said before, yeah. honorable mention for this Tim Murphy, Republican congressman from Pennsylvania. He's a big time pro life guy. Really wants to limit abortions. It's, that's, it's, that's one of his things. He had a piece of ass on the side. He's got a wife. And when his a piece of hiney got pregnant, he said to her, you ought to have an abortion. So you people who tie up your egos and your identities and your hearts with the R's versus the D's. My God, you can find better heroes under a rock. You can find better heroes down at the Greyhound station. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. You're often rough on the crowd that hangs out at the Greyhound Station. You, you regularly use that as an example of uh, the untoward. I had some uh, rough experiences. I don't know what what you got against people who enjoy bus travel. <laughs> a fine way to travel this country. It certainly is, and affordable. They got that big flat wheel. What's not to like? Um, so Joe Biden's got quite a story about Putin. Sean, play us the Putin story. What about the Putin story? <laughs> Coming up in a little bit, and the and the latest on the Harvey Weinstein and the Iran deal, all this stuff. She's gonna go fight the NRA. Wow, that's, that's something. Oh, great, super. With his wang hanging out in a bathrobe. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I got criticized when I was last with Putin and we were in his office alone and I was, he wanted to show me his magnificent office and it was. And I had my arms up, I said, it's amazing what capitalism will do. <laughs> and as I turned, we were coincidentally just about this far apart looking at each other. And I said, and I wasn't being a wise guy. 
I said, Mr. President, I'm looking in your eyes, and you have no soul. And he looked back at me and he said, we understand one another. It's important to understand, not to threaten, to understand the other, where the other person's coming from. How about that? Wow. How about that? He's a freaking James Bond villain. Yeah, no kidding. How about old Uncle Joe? <laughs> That's what a great exchange. We understand each other, Mr. Bond. That is something. Yeah. I could picture Putin saying that. That rings true. Absolutely. I mean, it's incredibly, like, hyper-dramatic and too good to be true, but I think it's probably well, he's, true. He's proud of it. He takes right. that as a compliment. Oh, y'all figured out I'm completely heartless. I'll do anything to get ahead. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I've he's trained one of those for people. decades and, and honed my craft. Yes. Thank he, you. He, as the richest man in the world, sitting on top of the second biggest nuclear arsenal, he probably has quite a bit in common with the Vegas shooter in terms of his view of humanity. Yeah, well, I, you know, I uh, I think George W. Bush is a good man in heart, at his heart, but I, I also think he was just a complete sap about a couple of things. Unless he was bluffing Putin with the whole, I looked into his eyes and I saw his soul and I think we can we can work with Thought each other. Maybe he could change him or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe turn him on to Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. Again, maybe that was some sort of bluff, but um, it seems pretty sappy you looking have no back. Yeah, that's right. I have no soul. Congratulations. You figured it out. We understand each other. That is something right there. That's a good story from old Uncle Joe, who may be running for president. Oh, please. So, uh... He's 80. Still nothing with the killer, right? Which is amazing. I've seen so many experts in this area. Here's the district attorney in Clark County, Nevada, where they have a lot of murders, like any big city. I've never... I've been doing this in a long time, and I can't remember another homicide where you didn't have some reason for it. That never happens. And they went through the list in the New York Times. The man who killed all those people at the Orlando night, nightclub, he had pledged his allegiance to the Islamic State. Sniper who shot the five police officers said he was out to get uh, white people. Guy who shot up the black church, it was a racist manifesto. Um, Planned Parenthood attack, guy was uh, raving and ranting about baby parts. The San Bernardino shooter, they had pledged their uh, uh, allegiance to Islamic State on Facebook. There's always something. And as this person says, you don't have to accept it. It doesn't have to be a good reason. You, you can reject it, and it's dumb, and it's petty, and blah, blah, blah. Right. But there's, there's, this is the first time they've ever come across nothing um, with this dude. And it's, it's really stumping people. We got an email from a gent who came across something on Facebook. I don't know if it's a personal friend or just something he, he came across. From a fella whose uh, wife was dealing with some um, mental health issues and was put on a, a common uh, drug, an anti-anxiety or antidepressant drug, um, and was one of those very small percentage of people that has a reaction to it, may cause, you know, zabadabadoo, and indeed she's the sort of person who, if it might cause that, often does. She has a lot of drug reactions. But what they found out was she was slowly, she was taking um, Cymbalta, I guess. And slowly but surely, he became aware that she had completely, and she was a a uh, enthusiastically Christian woman, full of peace and charity in her heart. Um, and slowly but surely, he became aware that she had completely lost her empathy for humankind and liked to talk about killing people. Whoa! And she, whoa, she finally called him and said, "I'm at uh, 
or he got a call saying, you got to come to Park Ridge um, and see me. He wasn't even sure what Park Ridge was. It was a, 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 the psychiatric uh, hospital in the area where he lives. And he went, she had checked herself in because she realized she was becoming consumed with fantasies of killing as many people as she could. And they got her off the drug, and she got back to being her again. Jeez, this needs to have more attention paid to it. And I'm telling you, this rings very, very true. And it could easily be, you know, one person out of 100 has a serious reaction, and only one person out of uh, 50 who has that reaction has, uh, who has a reaction has that reaction. I don't know, but... It, but it she seems awfully similar. Yeah, and she started kind and loving, so was able to catch herself. What if you start as somebody who's a degenerate gambler who cares mostly about money right. and then have that reaction? Yeah, you're shallow going into it. Yeah. I'm not saying I know that to be true. Unlike Eladia, I don't take a shred of evidence and, and leap at conclusions. But it is a possibility worth looking at. Tell you a little more about his gambling history uh, later, including over the weekend, which was weird. We got a lot of stuff today. More about Harvey Weinstein coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.